0: Accessing library computer data.
1: Hi Trexers. This is just a quick message to say that we had some minor sound difficulties whilst recording this episode over Skype. We hope you enjoy listening. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Engage
2: Podcast. I'm Phil. I'm Jamie. I'm Simon. And I'm and today- Jake.
0: Oh damn it. <laughs> 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 We're just
3: going to have to
2: leave that in And in today's episode, episode? We, we, we are joined by an extra special guest uh, I'll allow you to What's I'll his allow name? introduce himself
1: <laughs> Can he? I think, I, I, Can he? I think... Yeah. <laughs> Hello Jake, how are you? <laughs>
3: oh, in hysterics obviously
1: Yeah, like the rest of us <laughs>
4: It's nice to have you on <laughs> I'm playing as another host of Ding H podcast today Yeah
3: Oh indeed, but yes, thank you very much for having me here
4: I say it's a long time coming. Another one we've been trying to get on for God knows how long. But I say, we. this isn't the first time we've spoken to each other, is it?
3: No, we actually met over at Destination Star Trek Numero Umo 3.
2: Yes. So who are you, Jake? And uh, wh- wh- why are you here? Well, <laughs> <My laughs> <name's laughs> I should into it, Phil. Who are you? Where do you come from? <laughs>
3: Hi, my name is Jake. I come <laughs> from the wall. And I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> it all started when I was three years old and I was first introduced to Cornish cider.
0: Um... <laughs> oh,
3: gotta <sighs> love it. Gotta love it. Um...
4: There, do you think there's a big group called Trekkies Anonymous, anonymous then? <sighs>
3: I'm sure there probably is somewhere. I, <laughs> I bet was first got addicted
2: to Trek when I was eight years old, <laughs>
1: and I'm now Trek clean for the last six months. <laughs> Everyone gives him a clap. <laughs> well, of how big style Trek is, it's probably not surprising. There probably is like a Trek's Anonymous, like Alcohol Anonymous group somewhere, yeah. Wouldn't I'm surprise sure. me.
3: I'm sure there is. However, I think at this moment in time during the recording, a lot of listeners are thinking, who is this random Jake? Who is he? <laughs> because we're just talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's do it. Let's do professionalism. <clears throat> right.
0: oh,
3: mm.
1: What's that I, word?
3: I don't know. I, I just made it up.
1: Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant word.
3: <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I think you know, it's a mixture of different words
1: that <laughs> come
3: together to make it seem like it's better than it actually <laughs> is. Yeah,
0: I was <laughs> right. <just> thinking that. <laughs> right, oh, brilliant. Was... Anyway,
3: so I am, <laughs> so I am Jake. Um, I am the person behind the Star Trek Riser website, which is a social media website for those of a Star Trek imposition.
4: Trekkies, bad the other word. Oh, or Trekker. I should point trekker that out as well. Right, another name.
3: Mm. See, you you've got to be politically correct, so you, yes. know, you can't say Trekkers or Trekkies. You know, some people get you trekkies. know a little bit antsy. So you know, I, I go with Star Trek fans, the, or those of a Star Trek imposition.
0: That's a nice
2: way of dealing with it, yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's the uh, address for your website if people want to find it?
3: Well, if people <laughs> do want to find it, it's really easy. It's Star Trek Riser. So, um, Star Trek, the normal spelling way, riser, R I S A dot com, or C O M, however you want to pronounce it.
1: Yeah. Well, you um, can also see um, our interview as well that you did with us back in October
3: yes indeed that's on there um that's also on the um jf media studios website as well um which is brilliant we've got some i think that's on there um but you know we got some really good video from that as well um the one thing that sticks out from that interview is halfway through getting
1: stopped <laughs> was Stop.
3: to steal our chairs that we had so that i forgot we... about that so that the cast for the next generation could sit on them for the, obviously the bridge, um, the bridge photo shoot,
1: and all we could—it
3: was—and all we could hear was, "Please, no photos! Please, no photos from the audience!" <laughs> Just because obviously people were trying to sneak photos, and you, you know, you you paid mega bucks to have.
1: You yeah, know, it sounded like it got a bit. Um, well almost violent over there by the sound of it then.
2: Well, I was also thinking that where my bud sat, someone else will be sitting who's famous. So, you know, when I got there first, they got a second butt seat. It was probably still warm
1: by the time I sat on it. <laughs> you, you, you wanted to keep the chair for a memento, didn't you, Phil? Yeah, exactly, exactly.
3: <laughs> you know, that, that's one of the things he could have gone up to, you know, Gates McFadden, for example, to get signed. You know, can you please sign this chair that's not actually mine?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I sat well, on it previously house and house you sat... did. You did. Yeah.
3: <laughs> We'll go up to um, Sir Patrick Stewart and do the exact same thing. I'm sure he wouldn't mind, you know, being a Shakespearean actor himself. Um, oh, he, he wouldn't mind.
4: I think we should sign it for them. I think that'd be nice, <laughs> weird, being we went, hey, oh, There's a sign check chair because we sat on that and they go, who? What? That's what you
1: bit, want it's to it's do. Meant, it's meant it's to be the other nice way around. That will fr- fry them off, wouldn't it, if we did that? Well, that's what I
2: mean. It would yeah. be a nice change of pace for them. They'll probably be thinking, oh, OK. Yeah, they'll yeah, get I, their brains I, thinking. I paid-
3: I've paid £15, 20 pounds to come see you, to have a 10-second chat just to give you this chair. So I thank you very much. Well, I say chair. I, lose that very, I use that word very loosely. It was a bar stool more than anything else.
1: It was pretty much, wasn't it? They were really, really small. They were really small to sit on, yeah. And they'd be thinking, and you could say to them, you can remember this moment for the rest of your days.
3: Indeed. Imagine them trying to put that onto the plane going like,
1: back to <laughs> um, the US. That, that oh, would good be God. Cool. Yeah.
3: That would have been funny, but yeah. Anyway, tangent. Yeah, tangent. Tangent, tangent city. city. anyhow, tangent Phil,
4: city. What, what are we talking about this week?
3: Uh, today is all about Star Trek
2: role playing, and none of that seeded weirdness that goes on with your misses. I, I don't want to know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, yeah, although Jamie, aren't
2: yeah, you the Gorn most of the time? Anyway, um...
4: yeah, Phil, we don't want
1: to know. What was that, Phil?
2: Who? What? Uh? Sir? <laughs> you, you said my
1: name, and then you said Gorn. I didn't get <laughs> <hear that>. it. <laughs> Gorn said, with a G. I wants to know you are the Gorn. I'm the Gorn. Where did you get that from?
2: No, don't worry. No, it, it, it was a joke that <laughs> didn't go anywhere. The no,
4: over Jamie's head again. But never mind. Yeah, we're going to move on from that. Otherwise, yeah. it will go seeded. Well, we'll, we'll bring over that. Good attempt, though, Phil. Good, good attempt. Two minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the soundtrack role-playing is various, and there's a lot of things that can be done around... Star Trek, that can be considered role money, isn't, isn't there, I think. I gonna I think and they are going to try and touch on it, aren't we? I
1: me? think it's quite a, a loose term. It's quite a general one. It's not very spe- a specific term you can like nail down, as you said, so it's quite vast, isn't it, really?
0: Hmm. Absolutely. Well,
2: it goes it goes everywhere from sort of games to people doing their own little reenactments. Um, you know, if uh, heaven been, someone might even want to if they're big enough Star Trek fans, they might even want
1: to do a dissertation on it and stuff like that. So, <laughs> is that referring to me, Phil? subtly? no. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yes, I did do it. Yeah. Oh, it was. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> but but, but I, Jake, I did. Um, I did a Star Trek as my dissertation, like gender in Star Trek. So that's oh, just wow. okay. a bit of an explanation. In case you're thinking, what's Phil on about? <laughs> so, yeah, I did that um, in my third year, actually. There's a lot of stuff out there. Like a lot of, you know, like a lot of things Generally, Star Trek. There's a lot of yeah. commentary on sort of gender in Star Trek, not surprisingly. Just, you you failed miserably, though. That's why he's doing the podcast.
0: <laughs> yes, I did. I did fail miserably. Thank <laughs> you, Phil. No, I didn't really. No. I'm joking.
1: I'm joking. I know you was. I you know love you me, was. really. I know, but, um, <laughs> but also it's sort of also like you can talk about role playing in terms of fan fiction as well. So, you know, a lot of, mm. a lot of fans actually, they've written their own stories and they actually do get published. Like, like yeah, story volume. People
4: that build sets in their garage. Hmm.
1: There's Indeed. that as well. Yeah. Randomly. Oh, well, do you know of anyone in particular that does that Sorry,
4: Not off the top of my head, but it does happen. Hmm. People with, like, bridges in their garage and they go in there and film stuff. Yeah. It wasn't well, no... the... Sorry, Sorry.
3: On, I was... Sorry, Jack. Right, uh, I think we're going to say the same thing, though. There was a story years ago, I think this was going back to 2007, maybe 2009, d- d- before 2010 anyway, where this guy in... Um, I want to say Leicester, but that's... No, I think it was Leicester, um, who basically turned his whole flat into Star Trek Voyager because it was that much of a fan. He was trying
2: to sell it, wasn't he?
3: He was, yeah, and, you know, it looked amazing, you know. He spent, you know, obviously hundreds and thousands of pounds getting, like, copies of various different schematics and everything else. Yeah, Um, because
1: you wanted to be exact, didn't they?
3: Yeah, indeed. Obviously, you're restricted with space and everything, you know. And it got very close, you know. The doors looked exactly the same. Um, You know, even the L cars, the consoles themselves... Um, And unfortunately, um, news has transpired that I I will leave for uh, the listeners to go out and have a look at on BBC News, because that was quite recent. I'm sure you guys know what I'm on about. It
4: didn't end well, if I remember. I can't remember what exactly happened. Yeah, I can't remember what happened.
1: Did he get sued or something? No, I think so. But I know he obviously didn't obviously sell it, I think. So it never did. Because
2: he'd be earning money out of their franchise or something. I'm trying to remember
1: how it ended. It was something to do with that, I think. I think you're touching along the right lines there, Phil. But I can't Mm. remember exactly what it was. Mm. But I'll have to to look that up, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, But, yeah, it's... um, And also, obviously, you get role-playing as well, obviously, in terms of Star Trek Online, which Phil and Simon have done quite a lot of. I I haven't really played really much of Star Trek Online, so I can't really say much about that <laughs> well, on,
2: on that note i mean that's probably one of the best that you can do because at the moment yeah. if you if you're if you're if you're wanting that what happens next in star trek so when after after voyage finished or whatever you want to call it mm. if you want that what happens next then star trek online is the best place for you to go i mean we've done the arconians isn't it so si, at the moment
4: um yeah arconians coming in and let's say moving on that point, I was part of when Star Trek Online started up. I was a member of a fleet, so I I know about role role playing in that in that environment.
1: Yeah, uh, how did how does that go then, Si? Because obviously I I played it, but I never joined a fleet. I never did that. We had ranks. We had different divisions. We had
4: mm. we had meetings over um, what was it um, Ventrilo? You,
2: you mean like like guild meetings? Mm. Yeah, it's, a, so it's we almost a guild, like yeah. walk off then, or something like that.
4: Yeah, and yeah. it's like you know we, we spoke about things, worked out how things would look, what what you could do, what you could do. I think I was lieutenant
2: commander. I was going to say, did you have like an admiral and 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 stuff yeah, like that? Or... Um, Rank, Rank everyone
4: acted like they were
2: admirals and things it's kind of oh so it was not only in the game but the whole guild was then done yeah yeah as yeah. soon as you went online you you flick a switch and all of a sudden you become that rank
1: how would you decide which who what rank you would get would it be based on previous experience <laughs> or something um...
0: uh,
3: i guess it, you could say is based on on you know your responsibilities within the fleet um mm. you know what what you've done to support the fleet and everything else, and like within you know Starfleet, personally, you know, the harder you work, the more you work, the higher up the ranks you go.
0: It's
4: time based thing. When you joined it, you kind of ended up here, and then if someone left, I think they, it was like committee decided the like admirals decided. And I put that in speech marks decided who, who would should get up? promoted. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. All, it was very structured for. Uh, um let's do something fun. It was very weird. It was just kind of you're my vice admiral, you're my leader, but you're not actually you're just some guy from somewhere telling me you're in a higher level of mm. command than I am, but we're not in a level of command Yeah, I'm that's confused. That's, that's bit, what I don't get.
1: But hey. It's quite a bit of a blurred. Blurred sort of line, yeah. isn't it? Well, really? I
2: can probably answer that for you because I, I mean I've done that through playing things like Warcraft and other online games. You have a guild, yeah. you get together. Then I mean it's it's not just playing the game. There is that whole sense of, I mean when I used to do it it was like 40 man raids and there was 40 people, or 39 other people playing at the same time so of course you needed people in charge and we mm-hmm. had people who were in charge of, uh, of the off- We had an overall guild leader, we had people who were in charge of the actual raid and then you had people who were in charge of the classes so like class leaders so I suppose you could have I don't know, science leaders and uh, engineering yeah. leaders and stuff like that
1: And you all sort of decided based on time and sort of experience then
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly and okay. and whether
1: you were friends with someone
2: who was
3: in
1: charge, yeah, well, then <laughs> that, 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 the case. That, that probably yeah, that, that definitely is a factor, and it usually does yeah, work. So yeah,
3: I think what you could use as like an analogy is almost like a business. You know, you'd have your managing director, then you have your finance director, and so on and so forth. Within a fleet, you would have something similar. So you had yeah. you would have your fleet admiral, who would be your commander in chief, and then you would have those you know department head of engineering so those that would work on a website for the fleet for example
0: yeah um, absolutely
3: stuff like that you know that's you know you you could almost mirror that i can't think of my words at the moment but you 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 know what i mean draw
2: a parallel line between from i mean i suppose it's like anything if you're if 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 humanity is a group and or or any humans are working together
1: there's always someone in charge someone doing the donkey donkey work Mm. and someone in between yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, and any sort of, as you said, like any job you go into, there's always that structure. I mean, so where I work, there's there's a manager, there's team leaders, and then there's someone like me who's a team member, you know, and it's all based on obviously the time that they've been in their job and obviously the experience that they've gained from them. Mm. So, and obviously, yeah, the it's... decisions they've made in the past that makes them
2: better than someone else who, who's yeah, more qualified.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's, but, like the, that's, the, that's the only way you're sort of gonna be able to sort of function these sorts of things, whether it's obviously real life, obviously, obviously it's role-playing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you need some sort of structure in place, otherwise, yeah, it, just nothing would get done. So, yeah. I actually quite
2: love the idea of, say, coming home from work, you've had a bad day or, or whatever. You then, you know, you have your dinner, you do whatever, you, you go online to play your game because you have your X amount of hours you play a night or wherever it is. But the moment you turn that mic on and the moment you log in, you become that character. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how how your day's been, what's happened, you become your character's name and you are officer this and you're in charge of X, Y, Z. I think that's a brilliant
4: idea. Yeah, I found my old um, like logo thing, like avatar from my uh, fleet days. And it's uh, Lieutenant Commander Thomas Cordell, 3rd Officer Explosion and Stellar Cartography, Alpha Squadron, USS San Francisco. So, yeah, that sort of
0: explains Perfect. it all.
1: Yeah, I think I think my one was um, when I used to play Star Trek Online, which was like eons ago now. I think my, I think I, was, I can't remember if I was. I think I was Lieutenant Commander. I think. But, it Jamie, was, that, uh...
4: that's my fleet one. I know you have one in Star Trek Online as it's uh, in its own, yeah. but that was internal within the fleet. That was my my oh, that rank. Was yours. That oh, was right. my career.
2: It wasn't what you were given by the game. It was actually yeah. a oh, guild one. So that's
4: what I was in in mm. that fleet. And I say it's like you look at the roster, and you, I'm in there. I'm in. As I say, talking about it, I've dug up my old, um, my old fleet stuff, and you kind of look at it and go, how on earth did that work? So we had admin, combat division, trade and commerce, training and recruitment, patrol division, exploration, medical, intelligence, and dip- diplomatic. Oh, bloody, hell. how many
2: people were there in this guild?
4: Um, quite a few people from America and U- UK, Europe. Are you talking 20, 30, 40, 100? What sort force your people? I, yeah, I was going
1: to say, what so sort so, people? In uh, in non-Star Trek online, like obviously in the flicks, what sort of the minimum and maximum number you can have? I or couldn't not, tell you. It? I have I haven't been in the fleet prob- since there then. There probably
2: isn't, Jamie. There probably isn't a maximum. Because you think about it, if you got if you got if you're a big fleet and you have got maximum friends playing together, you can't be oh we can't you can't join our friendship group because we've we're yeah probably. Too many. it's probably
1: it's, it's probably mm. unlimited then isn't it? But mm. it actually it harkens back actually what what we've just been saying about it. The, I never joined a fleet uh, personally, but when I did start playing the game, I did consider it at a certain point. But I thought, well, no, I've just gotten into this game. And it'll just be it was just be too much for my brain to comprehend. So I um. I didn't in the end, but I, you know, this this is actually talking about this like role playing. It's actually made me sort of want to go back to Star Trek Online. Well, I, do, yeah.
2: I, I didn't think of it like that. Actually, so whoever, whoever brought out the US online was brilliant. I don't know who it was now. Actually, was it Jake or?
3: Um, um, I don't know. You'll take <laughs> credit the, for
2: it though. Don't yeah, worry. I'll
3: take credit. I'll take credit. I
1: didn't I think... mention it. <laughs> we'll all take credit that way. Just that way. <laughs> no, yeah, that way, will you know, it's <laughs> no tension.
0: Yeah.
3: But the thing the thing with Star Trek roleplay in particular is it's not a new paradigm at all. It's it's something that's been around for absolute ages. Yeah, um, I
0: mean...
3: Hmm. I'm going to sneeze in a minute, so one second. <laughs> well,
0: you're gonna, you're gonna warning!
1: Sneeze. Warning! <laughs> danger, danger.
3: There you go, that's better. Sorry. That's I, <laughs> thank you. Uh, did you hear it?
1: Yes. yes nope. A little bit, but it's a, fine. A little bit, that's good. Level three.
3: Well, I'm using a studio microphone and I just turned off phantom power, which powers the microphone and just so that you could you could just hide it. You could just hide it. But... We don't yeah.
1: care It doesn't matter. <laughs> it bad, it'll stay changes. in, so hey. You, you get random noises all the time, so yeah. it's
3: fine. Love it. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Star Trek role-playing, especially in the gaming sense, so not, you know, doing live action stuff. Um, You know, we all, I'm sure you guys have been within the classic um, game of Elite Force 1.
4: I've played it, Jamie's played it,
2: Phil hasn't. but Yes, more Bridge Commander, but yeah.
3: Well, I'll lead on to Bridge Commander at at a later point, but let me start off with Elite Force. Elite Force around about um, 2001, 2002 was a very popular game. Um, up until i would say 2009 when oh, wow, really? that community really diminished and the reason why elite force was so popular because there was a mod for it called rpgx and obviously f- for those of a uh, inclination it's a role-playing mod and what that allowed you to do is, is you would have map makers that would specifically create maps for like voyager um, the enterprise you know various various ones of their own. And then what you could do is log on to a central server um where, you know, you that did have a limit because obviously it's older technology. Um, But you could log on to to a server and run your own role play of whatever that may be and have almost like your own episode. Oh wow and then within that you would then have, you know, your own roles, you know, you can be a security officer you choose your name, your rank is going to be Lieutenant, for example. Um, and then you have your captain that would lead the role play um, and through the different things, you know, we would have little emotions that you can do. It's like sitting down, pressing a console and everything. Um, and then as part of like the functionality within the game, you're able to set like red alert, eject the warp core, you know, do a scan, communicate, you know, make different sounds. Um, you know, it, it's still... It, it was a fantastic engine and unfortunately the community has has died off a little bit but there are still groups um role playing groups out there that support yeah. the rpgx mod for elite force which is you know really fantastic you know in 2015 you know pretty still
1: much guys pretty, strong yeah exactly Jake, pretty much Jake, 15 it, um, years
2: on is it like sins of a solo empire like the mod the star trek mod for that is, is that the sort of thing you mean or
3: yeah you could say that um probably yeah, it's a quick answer to that one. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. No,
2: just that was the that was something else I'd written down that I was going to discuss today. But I kind of link, I was thinking to myself, oh, is,
1: is, is what you're saying is exactly what I was about to say about sins of the solar empire. But there we go, it doesn't matter. Mm. That's fine. There you go, you've killed two birds with one stone there. So, but I think that's part of what makes role playing so attractive in in the sense that, as you say, it's you can just sort of create and be anything or anyone that you want. There's no limitations.
3: Mm. Absolutely, or, you know. and, yeah, then like, the, and then you get, and then you get the developers that kind of create new characters or skins mm. and textures that you can load up onto your computer. You know, you get new maps and everything else, and you know, ultimately, with the mod, you're kind of limited to your own imagination. Yeah, uh, you know what what can you do? When um, I used to run a, a role playing group called Section Thirty One Roleplay Play, um, that right. was heavily based around this RPGX mod. Um, and one of the things that you would have is, uh, what's called a serial role player or a SRP. Um, and the best way to describe it is like a Star Trek series. So you'd create a series of role plays, you know, and people would play the same character for maybe eight, nine, ten weeks at a time. And you say, We'll we should all meet up on a Saturday at seven o'clock UK time, come along, spend an hour playing this. And then go off and do whatever you want to do, and it's kind of it's as as is going back to the, having that separation from real life to online life, mm. being able to say, actually, yeah, this okay. is what, shit. Sorry, my my Siri on my phone was going crazy then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder what that was. <laughs> yeah, it, it's because it's charged, and every time I go, "Hey Siri," you
0: get. It's not going to. It's, not it, gonna, it's not, <laughs> Hang on, <laughs> hey Siri
2: but it's it's like what's that golden rule never work with animals or uh, or phones children (laughs) that's it
3: animals (laughs) children's or iphones
1: yeah i didn't know that rule i do now though i'll keep that in mind (laughs) for the future then but um are you still part of that then jake do you still run that or was that something that was a while back
3: that was a while back that was going back to 2009 and as numbers Mm -hmm. died off the, the recruitment really died down and um there's also time commitments as well for me. I, I couldn't... Yeah, of course. Mm. Um, but, you know, there are other groups out there. Um, I don't particularly want to name them because that would be, um, you know, because I could be alienating those of other other groups, really. Um, Fair enough. But, you know, you, you can Google you know, RPGX groups and you, you'll find them. Um, and a lot of them have branched out into other games like um, Bridge Commander, Armada 3, Star Trek Online being, um, you know, obviously a major Plus, player. Yeah. Mm. You know, if you think about it, Star Trek Online. I think I read a statistic one uh, somewhere. that has got three million um, players.
2: Yeah, it's starting to eat into the um, the Warcraft market. In fairness, and that's why they had to
1: change a lot of things. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think since since Star Trek Online began, it's just. It just the population it has just increased tenfold, is not it? And it still is.
2: It's just they've totally developed it from this this little. I remember when Sae si first started playing, and he showed me, and I said, "Oh, the graphics aren't yeah. all that. The gaming isn't all that. It's all right. It's not brilliant." But I, I remember saying to him, "It will get better. All of a sudden, it will just implode." And
1: it has done. Yeah. So best of luck to it, really. Yeah, fun. and even though I've not played in, I said, God knows how long. I've, I've got a friend, uh, friend from uni who plays it quite a lot. Um and just he showed me just like when I've gone around there recently, he just showed me not like, just how much they've expanded in terms of mm-hmm. what it's you can do. Yeah, and the map what you can do and you know, just the summing up things that just opened up. It's just it's just mind boggling. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
2: You do realise that we've missed out something here. Or when 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 Jake was talking about how we met up at Destination Star Trek three, that in itself, for if for those people who came in costume, What's a role playing role playing exercise. Think about it. If you, yeah? if, you if you're playing, yeah. ca- if you are a character at that point, whoever you're dressed up as, as soon as someone wants to take a photo or you meet yeah. someone else, you, you you're reenacting it. I mean, so I see so I many people remind... reenacting something with the Klingons.
4: Yeah, well, yeah. I was well, let's say, you're back at um, DCL DST, one, those Klingons and the pictures we got with them, they were very role playing. They were really in but... their character.
2: Just quickly, I know you're going to go talk on, but did you realise that we weren't in costume, but we still role played Star Trek it could with be, them? Yeah, a little. Yeah.
4: We were well. Even it I say, even with our colours, we sort of re, re, a role play. It's a tad. We sort of veer into it with our our colours that we've got our effective divisions that we've assigned ourselves for a pod, yeah for a podcast, our podcast. Yeah. Hmm, not yeah. many people know it, but. That wasn't by accident. That's something we've considered.
2: Yeah, because I has a red shirt, Jamie has a blue shirt, I yeah. have a yellow one.
4: Yeah. I'm saying but, like you know, that, that I just
3: realised that.
4: <laughs> 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 that. Took me a while, but. It wasn't it's by okay. accident. I say, like, um, I'm in command, it's like the role. And then you've got uh, Phil, likes blowing stuff up, so we put him in um, secure, um, security. And then we put Jamie, that loves psychology and whatnot, so he ends up in science. So that's how it all worked out, and then it just ends up being kind of, well, we might as well use those as vision colours and use them as as having different colours, and then that looks better in interviews and pictures and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and also actually what you were saying about um people sort of role playing just sparked off a memory in my head of when I was going around with my dad on the Saturday when he came down for the day, we saw a bunch of uh, people wearing red shirts in security all just sort oh, of yes. reenacting. Yeah, they all yeah, yeah, reenacting the idea of well, red shirts always getting killed just on away point missions. Out the
4: picture of you and your dad on the website. That's a great picture, you just kind of sit there going.
1: Was that with the was that with the, with the board, what, yeah. It? That was it, yeah. I, I
2: <laughs> was say, even, even the Trekkie girls, I mean, when they were really dressed up as Orion slave girls, I know mm. Jamie really enjoyed that.
1: <laughs> yes, I think we all probably did. We, I was, <laughs> I'm sure we probably all did, Phil. <laughs> I'm a married man. Don't, don't talk about that. <laughs> you want to bring it up, Phil. We
2: <laughs> haven't
4: got pictures with it. them
2: like that. Uh, yeah, we haven't, I haven't got pictures with them that's on off our current
0: oh, website enough.
1: page. Uh, fair enough. You, you were both your arms around them. You walked you know, into even, that one,
0: yeah?
1: my friend. <laughs> I did. Happens all the time, Jake. You'll get used to it, you know. <laughs> oh, it's
3: <that's> brilliant.
1: <laughs> so so what other
2: examples have you thought of, Jake, out of interest?
3: Well, I mean, um, you briefly touched on Bridge Commander. That in itself, just playing the game through the single-player um, you know, missions, that itself is a role play, yeah. if you think about it. But then take role play in a broader text – any game that you play grand theft auto sims 4 for example um world of warcraft um um call you're of right, duty Storm. that was the one you know yeah, so on and so forth you're playing a character immediately you're in your role playing yeah you, you, you may not you may not think of it like that
1: yeah i don't actually but, but uh, like the telltale games um they a lot of their games like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. You play different mm. characters. Well, I'm not sure about Walking Dead because I only just played it. But within Game of Thrones, you play different characters like of a, of a household, of a, of a house. Mm. So you, you're not just one character. You're playing from different perspectives. But then you yeah. also look at things like Halo. You
2: are yeah. that character. You know, mm. uh, I'm trying to think, Assassin's Creed. You are
1: Ezio, or whichever whichever way you want to call it. But obviously. Yeah, exactly. In terms of that role playing, obviously you are restricted because you know the developers have created that character. You don't have the freedom to obviously, you know, add, fi- add characteristics or change their uh, appearance or whatever. So, but, uh, yeah, it, it, yes and no, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it is. It is essentially obviously role playing. So yeah, You change the colour of the hood. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> you can if you can if it, well you can make it count if it wants to,
2: Phil. I don't mind. But uh, Jake, I think you were going to say something, weren't you, just then?
3: Um, I was going to say, you know, you're restricted to the technology at the time of the game. You know, if you think about yeah. it, you know, a game that's released in 2015, it's going to have much more customization and availability for changing the color of the eyes, the eyebrow shape and so on and so forth than to those of the original Sims, for example, or, you know, yeah. the original Halo, the original Call of Duty, um, yeah. you, you know, the original Star Trek game and so on and so yeah, forth.
1: Because you're going back to sort of the '90s there, aren't you, in terms of game, in terms of games like at its basic, uh, uh, at its beginnings, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I've relied
4: more upon the user's imagination more than the software of the game, though. Yeah,
2: actually, that's a point. So, what was that game that you spent half an hour trying to build the character, and there were so many options that we actually got to a point where it, it was OTT. I can't remember what it was. I came around yours. Was it Sims Middle Earth? Uh, Not Middle Earth um, Earth.
4: I have tried to play Sims Medieval, if that's all you're referring to.
2: Yeah. It Um, took the best part of half an hour to actually create the character. What, that long? Blimey.
1: Well, it felt like that anyway. (laughs) It probably was, to be fair.
4: I don't know. It might be that one. I don't know.
2: But actually, Jake brings up a very good point. I think every game in in that sense, if you're looking at that broadly, is a
1: role play. Yeah, it's, I said it's a very broad concept. It's it's not defined to specific things. It's think, pretty much...
2: just thinking. This is something that just popped in my head. Now, what about reading books? Is that in its sense role play by imagining what the characters doing, or is that not yeah.
0: quite? Well, I... actually,
1: go on, sorry, mm. go on Jake.
3: It, it, it's a very interesting subject because I think when you're reading a book. I uh, personally I wouldn't say that's role-playing I would say that's just reading for pleasure (laughs) because you know you you're just it's like you you could argue reading a newspaper is that role-playing reading the news is that role-playing watching tv is is that role-playing in in, if you put it in that context then I would disagree however you do get those that do role-play via text um, and you know you get play-by-email role-plays for example and there's quite a lot of um fleets and and groups out there that do that um you know, and you know that's where you know you create your biography of your character and that's where you can go into real depth about them and use yeah. you, you know your big fancy words like professionalism and paradigm and imposition. <laughs> um,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I think what, what you're saying about going back to what you're saying about the whole sort of but when you read books, I mean, maybe not so much the reader itself, but the writer is because they've got to inhabit the mind of the character yeah. they're creating and then and think, you know, what is this person going to look like? What's their personality going to be? So in terms of a writing process for like books or whatever sort of form of, of, of a media form, you, you know, you, you, you're you yeah. producing, I think they yeah, they are, are role playing. In a, so way, in, a sense. In, in a sense,
2: then, books are not a role play, and a role play can only be if it's your own, not your own imagination, but you being able to change things the way you are, rather than a book being told what to do. You mm. can't tunnel vision it. No. It yeah, needs exactly. that freedom.
1: It needs that freedom of, I'm going to do this because that's what my character's going to but- do. But then again, if you, if you think about it, I mean, like surely like, if, you're, if you're talking about books, but say uh, uh, books are made into TV or, or film form, then in your own head, don't you have an idea of what the character would be like going um, from book to TV form?
2: But it, it is not you role playing that character, it's you listening and read and imagining what that character's doing. So it, in the book, it says mm. the character draws his sword and, and, and attacks the dragon. You're imagining the player draw the sword and attack the dragon. You're not actually the player uh, drawing your sword. You haven't attack, got any, any con- you haven't got any control of time changing it yet. How
1: many times do I <laughs> say draw sword attack dragon? <laughs> try and say it really try and say it three times quickly Phil. Draw sword attack dragon, draw sword attack
2: dragon, draw sword attack dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: but yeah. I, that does raise a really interesting point because when you do you know, let's take the Harry Potter series for example, yeah. you know, being being a diverse podcast. Yes. Eh? We are. Um, right
1: to me.
3: You know, if you think <laughs> about it you know, J.K. Rowling, you know, created those characters, Then, and then it was, yeah, that's going to be made into a film. You know, J.K. Rowling, she set the the precedent of what they're going to be like, what their characteristics are. However, it's not until an actor has been hired to think about, okay, I'm playing the role of Hermione, Harry Potter, so on and so forth, you know, it's not until stupid things like, when am I going to, you know, move on on what line, for example, you know, what's my body language going to be? You know, I'm going to be quite broad shoulders, you know, with my shoulders back and mm. my chest out a little bit. Or am I going to be hunched over and so on and so forth? Mm. It's not until the actor comes and approaches that role is when that's brought to life. And yeah. I would argue that the professionalism of acting is a form of role play.
2: Yes. Yeah, I no, would agree I would with agree. that. Yeah, I would fully agree with you. Fully agree.
3: And, with you. and I, I'm not restricting acting into the film and and TV sense. I mean acting in general, whether it be a commercial on stage in the theatre, West End, so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, because oh, it, actually I've had a bit of experience actually thanks to oh, Simon. We go. Jamie the actor. Jamie
2: the actor. <laughs> get get ready. <sighs> <laughs>
0: Go
4: ahead, You're... Jamie. Go on. He's only I, I used to be oh, an no. actor, and I, I did used... a little
2: bit of
1: Shakespeare.
2: In my I did time, do a bit but of Shakespeare. I had to
1: retire. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, sorry, I'm trying to give you some credit here, Simon. Phil's just Phil's just going. Go off, ahead, go ahead. Off. Thank you. <laughs> just teasing you, Phil. <laughs> um i've lost i've lost my train of thought now
0: <laughs> oh that was it yeah that typical was it. Actor.
1: um typical actor yeah that's true um yeah i was saying i've done a bit of acting myself and you know thanks to simon and his um well, and his mum and dad actually getting me into doing a bit of acting um you have to yeah because I, I played a, I played a character um in one of the Shakespeare plays called The Merry Wives of Windsor, which is a comedy. And mm. I, the character I play is a complete utter idiot, which is like me and, me, and we would off a lot anyway. I'm so um, wondering whether you point that out or not. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're Primed and
3: access. ready to have that insult there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I, you know, no. they, I had no. to think... Set the phases <laughs> to stun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or in my case, set phases, phases for stunning.
1: Yeah.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyway, carry on.
1: Yeah, um, and I was just thinking, actually, you could do, you know, like in Voyager, when, when um, those aliens are inhabiting the crew's minds, and then I think it's mm. two that like, uses a wide dispersal beam and stuns all the crew on the bridge. You could have something like that.
4: You always bring that up.
1: <laughs> that was a perfect time bring to bring it up. up. I know, I know. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Sorry. Anyway, going back on, going back on to <coughs> the, the subject at hand... <laughs> Uh, Although to be yeah. fair, if we
2: if we actually look at it another way, when we did our shore leave episode, Jamie was re- <laughs> was role playing about being on the, on the uh, on the boat, wasn't
4: he? Yeah, let's leave that. Yeah, let's,
1: let's <laughs> go back to, to that. To yes again. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, going, Yeah. So as as playing the, the playing the character that I played, who was who was you know quite a fool and didn't know what on earth he was doing, you know, I had to obviously inhabit that character's mind, and so and it, it came across through the way I said my lines and obviously the the clothes I was actually wearing. So, you know, it does come across obviously a lot in theater have to obviously bigger back because, you know, you're playing a different role. You're playing a character, someone who is made up and you have to inhabit that, that mindset of that character. So yeah, I I completely agree with what you're saying there, Jake. I think it comes across in all forms of acting, not just film and TV, but theater as well. And even I say even radio as well to, to an extent through your voice. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
3: um, like yourself, I, I am also a thespian. Um, you know, I, I have done my fair share of acting on the on the theat- theatrical stage as one way to say. Yep. Um, you know, and um uh, about two years ago I was in a production of Les Miserables. Um and you know, you do encompass that that character. Um it got to a point on during the run of the show where I wasn't singing or performing to an audience. I was Anjou fighting, you know, having this revolution mm. with my friends and dying quite dramatically and hilariously at the same time. But you um, you, you,
2: you go into that world and you forget that, that you are actually playing. You go, there is a fine line. Yeah, you, you feel you as almost, though you actually, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it's like I'm... um, it's like um, I mean, God bless his soul now, Mr. Namoy passed away, obviously, um, but I read his, um autobiography i'm spock and he talks a lot about how he'd always have these conversations with spock over the years and how Mm. he was a lot like the character and it's a case of it it, it's so embedded into him that sometimes as you say you you forget that you're that that you forget you're you actually that character
3: and then that kind of um that kind of sense of you know what what's you know between reality and what's role play happens when you are playing online or, or in a game or you know or whatever that sense does really happen because you you really get into the character you're thinking, what am I going to say next? what's going to happen next? you know what's going to be the plot twist you know not necessarily thinking in the sense of like a director's hat, but you know you know in the sense of I really want to know what's going to happen next
2: it's almost you, know? you get empathy for yourself and for your other friends who are also playing at the same time. Mm. it's a very also, weird feeling,
1: but also at the same time as well. I think for for some people as well, when you, when it's role playing, particularly people who who have difficulty socialising with others, I think role playing is also a great way to sort of, you know, in, have that in, mask, have that yeah, hide, yeah, 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 and just a, a sense of just sort of you know being able to sort of interact in the world. So,
2: well, oh, I mean, I love that I love that point you made, Jake, because I've just I'm literally just sitting thinking about the times I used to play Warcraft, and I used to be I used, not only used to be a raid leader, but I used to be used to be a main tank. And I used to remember sitting there thinking to myself, one of my best friends is one of the top DPS, um, damage per second. Um, and I, he would always overrack me. I mean, I, was, I would used to sit there thinking, right, I'm going to make sure I get the aggro because I don't want him to die. And I was sitting I don't want him to die. And then I was thinking to myself, hang on, it's only a game. If he dies, it doesn't matter. But you do get in that mindset.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
3: You, you encompass everything.
2: Yeah. But no, I think that's a really good point, a really good point. And I suppose that's the sense of what makes role playing actually what we want to do, because we all like to look to aspire, we all like to look to move on, and oh, yeah, we can kind but, of do that yeah. through through what and, we do, which is probably and, why as humans we do it.
1: Yeah, and as, as I said earlier, for some people, obviously, it's said who, who you know instances where people do have difficulty socialising, it does become a way of life for them, and I mean, it's a way for them to sort of find their way in the world. So that's not it's not a bad thing at all, you know. In a certain sense,
2: and you can also have that continuation of that community. So, like, yeah, were um, was like just As was you say, before, yeah. You know, used to, when when people were doing, you know, they come on at seven o'clock to play it, but before then, they're talking about it, they're communicating hmm. with each other, you know, that and you know, even if they're like, I know, texting someone and and saying goodbye, they do it in the way that their character would to continue that game.
0: If it yeah. would,
1: um, yeah, yeah. absolutely.
4: Bring, oh, sorry, Jamie, finish i bring my point
1: up. But, I was just going to say, in terms of what I was saying, I said it's a great way of interacting with people who do find it difficult, and it's just you know you you find yourself, I you said, part of a community. So I think it's a, it's not it's it's, it's role playing is great, not just in terms of actually having fun, but it can also help you out personally as well.
4: I was just going to say that if you think of it literally about role playing, you could, in some forms, even say that we are the initiators for and. Even Jake and all the other podcasts available are um, like the founders of communities. So we are the role players of creating communities.
1: For role playing, yeah, I'll get yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll agree no, with I agree that, with so. that.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't say like I'm a particular role, good role model, but I say. Sound...
1: <laughs> <laughs> but
4: founder of a community from. You know the role of forming a community around our podcasts and you know Riser and all that sort of thing.
3: Mm, absolutely, and, and that's the thing. You know, one of the main things that why um, Riser was created in the fact that there's a lot of people there who you know when they go on Facebook that that's the very fine line of you know is that. It, can I, can I share something with my friends and now and they're going to judge me because of my fandom of Star Trek or or whatever that may be
0: mm.
3: and for me, you know uh, as I explained in a previous podcast with you guys, you know Riser, before it started I did a really hard mission in, um, in Star Trek Online I was really pr- proud to finally do it because I spent weeks trying to do it and I couldn't do it and it wasn't until it wasn't until I thought, Well hang on, is there actually a place for Star Trek fans to go to actually share their knowledge without having that prejudgment there of, Oh, you like Star Trek? What's wrong with you? Type type thing. Yeah. Because because unfortunately in this modern day there's a stigma attached to everything that we do and anything that we do.
1: Absolutely, uh,
2: yeah and you know which which luckily is is slowly going with the rise of the geek culture which which we've i think we touched on when we did the interview anyway but yeah carol
3: mm, yeah absolutely and so you know this is the reason why riser was created in the fact that yeah yes it's a social media website I, i proudly put that on every bit of literature that i have you know promoting it yes it's a social media website But why should you join Riser instead of, you know, being on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or Tumblr or, you know, so on and so forth? The reason why you go to Riser is because it's for Star Trek people. You're not going to get any other community that if you say, I've had a really bad day. Let's say, for example, DST3. I didn't know anyone there. I met you guys. You know, there's that instant connection. I went to first contact day. I'm in contact with the organizers there the people that I met there and so many other people, and it feels like a very close family because mm. of one fundamental thing. And that fundamental thing is the love of Star
0: Trek.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cause actually that's just brought uh, it back to me. Jake. I think, I think um, we, we, we generally, we, we had a good chat, didn't we? I think I was going around with my dad. I think it was near mm. where the, all the autographs were. we, I think we must've been yeah. chatting for a good half hour, 45 minutes, just about, yeah, absolutely. about, you know, what we did and about Star Trek. You know, and that's what you do at, at conventions like that, or whether it's Star Trek or something else. You know, you all have one thing in common: you love that thing, whatever it is. So you instantly have a have a connection with that person.
2: Have you have you noticed that when you have that connection and you go to these these conventions, that everybody is in that mindset? Everybody can then be themselves there's no there's no veil that you're in front of no out, you go absolutely, out and you go, for, yeah, go out to yeah. go out for a drink or go out with, yeah. with people who you don't know you have everyone has that mask that they, they put on themselves until yeah. you know they have that personal connection and for me the whole barrier was gone down because everybody around me was a star trek fan everybody yeah. around me was what i call geeking off and everyone around <laughs> me was enjoying themselves yeah you know, and you, you have those
1: also yeah, and then, like, when when you when I'm sure we all we all three of us did when we were like lining up for autographs or getting or whatever, we just had random chats with people about things just about yeah. started. just you I mean, know.
2: If if you if you were in a queue trying to get your your railway tickets and you started chatting with someone in front of you, they'd they'd think you're an absolute madman or mad woman or mad person, and you or they'd think you're after something. Whereas that it was just you are there yeah. to chat because you want to chat about something that you love. Yeah.
3: And the best thing is, is that when you are walking around a convention and you see someone wearing a Klingon outfit or a Borg outfit or something like that, for whatever reason society dictates, it's okay to walk up to that person and go, that's a really good costume. Where did you get it from? Yeah. And mm-hmm. yet, it, if you take that that Star Trek-ness out of that, the, the context of Star Trek yeah. out of that, and you go, that's a really good piece of clothing. Where did you get that from? Suddenly that instantly changes into a predatory action. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it's got to that stage. However, you know, because of these fandoms, because of Comic Cons and, and so on and so <laughs> forth, you're then able to make friends with not only with genuine people, but people that you've actually got a genuine interest with. Yeah. Because you could go out to a networking event if you work in business um, like I do, and, yeah, you you get speaking with professionals and so on and so forth. Can you remember their names afterwards? Nope. No, can you remember who they are, what they do? Nope. But no. when you go to a Star Trek convention, I could tell you everyone who organized First Contact Day, for example, I could tell you who did what and who what where. That was, you know, two, three months ago now.
1: And you could still remember who each and every person was.
3: Pretty much. And yeah. um, especially when we were setting up for um for the convention, So many people, um, you know, being nice, getting cups of tea for each other, getting food, supporting if you need duct tape. Yeah, we've got plenty. (laughs) If you need an extension cable, just go to B&Q around the corner. You know, you know, free cash machine as well, which is always a good plus. Yeah. You know, and and stuff like that.
2: From that note, do you remember when we first met? (laughs) Yeah, indeed. (laughs) No, no, this
1: is is not a weird thing. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I I, I think about how we met. Uh, I think everyone's sort of going to say how we met now, aren't they? So you remember
2: you were coming out of the taxi and for it whatever reason back. what did I do? I was going I went
1: back to the our, our hotel room. You went room back to something. the
3: hotel, yeah. You went back to the I hotel room and you walked I across.
1: Don't, I don't think I know this story, I No, you don't. You don't. I don't. I do. <laughs> Go
2: on, Jay, you tell it.
3: Well <laughs> I I'm was I was on my way down to the um to the um uh oh, convention centre. Yeah. That that'll do. <laughs> that'll do. Um I got out of the taxi and good old Simon was there walking across. Phil. And Phil, sorry. I got my names mixed up. (laughs) You're all the same.
1: I'm I'm Simon.
3: (laughs) Should we just do the intros again? (laughs) Yes. So go.
2: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Engage Podcast. I'm Phil. I'm I'm
0: Simon. (laughs) <laughs> See, that's
1: what happened. That's what happens. happens all the time, every time, every time. Oh, well, I did just say my name quickly So I would just tag on at the end So technically we're just about oh, I think no. I got it right
3: <sighs> Anyway, so yeah, so Phil yeah. Um, So <laughs> Phil was walking across Across yep. the car park, I got out of the taxi And I go, excuse me mate In, in a classic Essex accent Even though I'm not nowhere near from Essex <laughs> um, yeah. You know you, you, You're going mm-hmm. to, to the thing Could you show me how, how to get there? yeah of course we start getting chatting and it was then it was revealed oh yeah i do a podcast it's called the engage podcast
0: <laughs> oh my
3: god oh my god i I'm, I'm jake from riser It's like dude we spoke on twitter and it's like yes finally yeah yeah, yeah have, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, have and, a, a bracelet yeah yeah oh, and wow. yeah, have, have a free wristband and that didn't was pretty I much didn't get you it.
2: through the um, didn't i get you to cut through the queue as well didn't i take you through the back bit where we um we're, we're, to enter in did i take, did i take you through there i can't remember
3: we went through we went through a weird entrance to be there <laughs> um, i yeah. can't remember um, but no so, i still had to queue up unfortunately
1: oh okay so no,
3: cuz ha- um you had press passes i didn't that's yeah. that's because yeah. Awesome, i was a paying paying convention goer
1: so that's so, how you and phil met then
0: yep Indeed. Uh,
1: start of a, start of a beautiful friendship i just met
4: you normally
2: <laughs> I'm
0: glad you said that. Yeah, so I hope James was the to last be a, time a to meet beautiful you, wasn't relationship,
4: it, Jake? and there was me yeah,
2: no. going through the back door. But there we go. It's, um, like,
0: it's like you
4: both
2: went, "Yeah, I've already met him." Is that like, okay? I have. <laughs> I, I was on the success.
4: So, 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 oh, don't you with him? Is that okay? It's so, it's so
2: like, did you meet Jake when we did the interview? Mm, yeah,
1: you're the only one who yeah. didn't meet him before.
4: <laughs> I heard all these stories about yeah, I've already met him. Is that? Like, Oh, that's oh great. yeah, that's just
1: come to me now. Yeah. You didn't meet till we did the interview. Oh god, I forgot about that. So it's a bit like, okay, this is weird. How's this happen? Hi. But it's like, fair enough, whatever.
2: Just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> so in that instance, Simon had to play the role
1: play of I don't know who you are, but these two obviously do. And hi anyway. <laughs> But you know, I think role playing also it goes into our real lives as well. So when you, when you think about things like well, any different environment we go in, so when we go to work, when we hang out with certain people, we're we're always going to be acting and looking differently. You yeah, know. like I say, putting on that mask. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So putting a cap on. Yeah, that's mm. yeah, yeah. It's a good word to describe it. Putting a cap on. So. Um, mm. jake
4: something i wanted to ask is would you say that the late 90s was the heyday or do you think now is the heyday the like the golden age of role-playing in that like, star trek world
0: Hmm, That's
3: a good very, question. it's it very is. interesting i think the 90s were was a great rise um oh series going crazy again Sorry for <laughs> <that>. um <laughs> what was i gonna say so yeah um so, yeah, I think the 90s was, was a big rise because obviously you had Voyager, you had um, DS9, you know, the end of uh, Next Gen as well. But then I think with the Star Trek reboot as well, that has, that has caused things to kind of go, hang on, I really like Star Trek.
1: Yeah, and I think we have to mm-hmm. see, I think Abraham's, J.J. Abrams can be credited for that um, and all the other people that sort of helped to make that film. So that was the sort of reinvigoration of the Star Trek franchise, and as you say, going on to Star Trek Online, and it's sort of, it's sort of snowballed from there, hasn't it? I think, I think the... the, annoying, the annoying, sorry, sorry.
2: Oh, no, Phil, sure, sorry. You
4: I was going to say,
1: the annoying thing about that, just
2: to touch on that point, is that if you look at something like Star Trek, it's always been perceived as, all oh, that geeky oh you're weird. But if you look at something like Star Wars, totally in its own way the same sort of thing, suddenly, instantly you're cool does that make it it's a bit weird do you see what i mean there's that fine line between what is a geek what is geeky and what what's cool and i I think it's i don't know it just i don't think i
1: don't i don't think i've ever heard that about star wars but again i'm not as a big fan of star wars as i am of star trek i I think
2: i think people don't have I mean, some people it's again what jake was saying about how, how you know you if you say you're a star trek fan of people people think oh why? is a bit weird. Why are you a Star Trek fan? Whereas if you said you're a Star Wars fan,
1: people, are like, oh yeah, well, Kenobi. Blah, blah blah blah. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because um, Star. Maybe maybe it has. I mean, it's going. It's going right back in. But maybe it's because uh, it, Star it. Wars. Well, yeah. I've not, maybe not so much that. Like maybe because Star Wars was more mainstream in its time in terms of the films. Whereas where Star Trek started it was very much... It, it actually didn't become really popular until it was re-syndicated on the networks. You know, it didn't become suddenly popular in 1966. It wasn't until it was re-syndicated into the early 70s that it really, really grew mm. to what we know it is today. So I maybe th- that has something to do with it.
3: Yeah, I also think, you know, with the fact that Star Trek... the, the uh... People who don't have um, a Star Trek um, background or, or knowledge, they're they're very ignorant to you know, mm. what's actually happened. A lot of them think of Beam Me Up Scotty and, you know, oh, yeah. Star Trekking across the universe. You the know, most and, common and,
1: phrases that we know of, yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly. You know, you, they don't think of, you know, the actual political impact that Star Trek had, you know, when it first started up in the sixties. They don't think of, you know, how it then took twenty years for a new series to come along, you know, in nineteen eighty seven. And everything else, you know that that um, iconic, you know, having the first interracial kiss on TV, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yep. You know, th- th- they're ignorant to the fact of of that, and it's not a case of, you know, some people are, are Star Trek fans because they love the technology, some people are Star Trek fans because they love the characters, some people are Star Trek, and you know, there's so many things about it that you can love and and enjoy.
0: Mm.
3: But fundamentally, at the end of the day what Star Trek has done is help shape a future where it's, it's kind of, it, it kind of gives us something to aspire to. You know, like the fact that there's no money within Star Trek because, yeah. you know, there's no need for greed and so on and so forth. It gives, a gives, there's a, uh, if only you could see my hand right now, you'd know what I'd be doing. It's, 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 it's like it gives you vision and and, and everything. Yeah,
1: else. yeah, yeah, And I think that's partly again. It's why people why people immerse themselves in the Star Trek universe, whether it's to say watching watching it, reading it, or in this case, as we talk about role playing it, because it it gives us all hope for the future. You know that the world can become a better place out there.
0: Yeah. So. So-
1: yeah, but what, yeah, going back to what you, you, you what Sai si was asking, uh, what was it about the golden age? Do you think it's, was it the late 90s or was it sort of actually sort of now from
3: 2009?
4: Um, so I'd, I'd say that it would be now because you've got more, me, um, in the late 90s, people read reused the internet. So you no. had communities, but they're only really getting going. But yeah. now these days, everyone's on the internet. So all the communities have sort of thrived. So for me, personally, I'd say it would be this now. I'd say it's, you know, since 2000 onwards that really it started becoming a big what thing. What it is now. Yeah, because, mm. say, you look around and there's fan fiction everywhere. There's this thing going on and, you know, like, fleets everywhere you look and you're spoiled for choice. That's yeah, what would, I'd say.
3: I would agree with you to a certain extent i think looking at at a broader um at a a broader sense um you know the height of the role-playing season personally i think was between 1990 and probably 2005 is what i'd say that that was the height of it between 2006 and and 2010 it died down especially on the online community it died down and it wasn't until star trek became a free-to-play platform that's when it started to really rise up again.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's obviously it was a lot more accessible, wasn't it?
3: Exactly. And when it something's also, more... Sorry.
1: I was going to say,
2: it also helped that it was at that point where buying things in in uh, games to increase your character or increase your whatever became popular, which is how they were able to then make their money.
3: Yeah. Mm. Indeed. And, and I think because of, um, you know, one, the accessibility and, and two, the the freemian... Is the buzzword um, that's used? You know, because of that, it's then mm. you know, going, it's gone back to the point of you are spoiled for choice. You are, you know, there are so many groups and fleets and mm. guilds, whatever you want to call them, clans is another word. Um, you know, there are out there. I mean, if you think about it, Bridge Commander. You know, that was a game that was released two thousand and two, two thousand and three, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head. You know, that had a really rife, you know, bridge commander community in the fact that, you know, you could have, you know, two teams of five, for example, battling each other out on, you know, any ship that they chose and they commanded that ship. You know, that's that's got to be a Trekkie's dream, a uh, Star Trek fan's dream, those of us trek in, in position's dream. <laughs> um, 2002. You know, to, to, thank you. I, I, was, I was really yeah. close on that one. Was really was close. Good. Thank you, Um, but yeah, you know that that's that's you know everyone wants to be a captain, you know, pretty much.
4: I love that game. I really do love that game. I've played that.
1: And you introduced me to it, didn't you? So I've really got. I mean, I haven't played it much, but I got quite quite into it as well when you were showing me it, wasn't you? Who was
4: it? Which of you was it? Who crashed into an asteroid? I can't remember who it was. Was it
0: you? Phil? Uh, it
2: was me because I couldn't. <laughs> I, I failed on the first mission because I couldn't. I didn't know. I'd, no, no,
1: no, no, no. I didn't have enough power for my tractor beam. Oh, on one of the first oh, missions. Oh, bless you. Uh... And, and and normally, Jake, that would be something I would do. Uh, I don't think you got to that That's point, brilliant. Jamie. But yeah, I look forward yeah. to you crashing into an astronaut and going, "Oh crap! Probably, I didn't mean for that." Yeah, I probably would But <laughs> <laughs> what you say about accessibility again—I know i have said, uh, said it before—but I think Abraham sort of did that with um, Star Trek as well, the, the, the first movie back in 2009, because it wasn't—you it, know—it was, it was quite action-based as well. That I think it made it a lot more accessible to 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 a wider audience i mean i know like some some people that i've known from my uni days and all sorts of people you know they never even watched any star trek before yet they really enjoyed the movie you know and it's it's sort of you know and it's got quite a few new people into star trek that had never previously you know they might have heard of it but they never even considered watching it
3: yeah i would say so i think you know for me the 2009 film that was almost like a gateway I yeah absolutely it, yeah it wasn't until actually, you know, the, the Into Darkness film that came out in 2012, that was the film, I think, that really got people going, this is actually a little bit more like Trek. This is more yeah. more of what I know. And, you know, the thing is, you, you always hear, you know, the Abram verse versus the canon verse. You yeah. know, you know whose is better, who's is what? <laughs> That That's a completely different discussion that, that's oh, yes. been had many times and, and I'm not going to weigh on, on that discussion. However, mm. what I do want to say on, on that particular matter is that what you're trying to do is you're trying to please those who grew up with the original series animated, Voyager, you know, so on and so forth. But then, mm. you know, that, that if, you, if you think about it, you know, this is something that Larry Nemchek um, said at one of his talks is that Star Trek. At the end of the day, to to us, you know, it, it's a TV program. It's a it's it's almost a lifestyle in one sense. But to others, it's a business. It it it's it's a money making machine. Yeah, yeah. And if you think about it, if you've got let's say five million Star Trek fans. I know that's not correct, but I'm gonna use this as an example. That's if fine. you've got if you've got five million Star Trek fans that you're gonna say, I'm gonna make a movie for those five million, gonna charge you twenty pounds per ticket to, to go see it. And I know it's not the true cost, but for example sake, yeah. you know, that that's that's you know twenty whatever the math is, I don't know. You know that that's a certain amount of money. But you're only targeting those that grew up with Star Trek, those who know know the Roddenberry vision and everything else. Mm. However, if you're then able to go, okay, I'm going to take that Roddenberry vision. I'm just going to mold it slightly, like a little bit of Play-Doh. Just going to add some stuff, change things, make things a little bit more defined, get a little bit more up to date. What you're then doing is opening up that 5 million pool of Star Trek fans to then an 18 billion people around the world mm. who can get an opportunity to see that still charge 20 pounds per ticket you know for, from a business sense what yeah. what, what would you choose yeah. exactly and i think that's that's what it's done is in the fact that star trek yeah because of the movies people have then gone so that's what it's like well what was it like originally and that's when you get your next generation yeah and i think
1: i think i perhaps you know <laughs> I think Abraham said that was a difficult balance. I mean, at least for me, I think he achieved that. And this is coming from a director who had, when he was making films, had never, I don't think he had hardly watched any Star Trek at all. Or, you know, and he, you know, he, he just, you know, for, for, I it's just an incredible achievement, opening that gateway. I think he's done an, I think he's done an incredible job. Um, opening that gateway to, to obviously, to what we, what, what, you know, the resurgence, as you say, coming back up to, to where we are now. But the other thing as well is he got a lot of
2: stick, and a lot of a lot of old fans didn't like it, or or, or didn't, or certain fans didn't yeah, like certain things, Yeah, I mean, things, but he the... had to capture other people as well. Yeah, then,
1: you, you're always going to have that, aren't you? Aren't you, mm, Phil? And yeah. it's, it's fair enough, you know. Everyone's got different ideas, different tastes, and different ways of how they want it to be. so It's, it's, it's fair enough.
3: But then, if you look at other reboots that have happened within the past, let's say five to ten years, Teenage Mutant The The The
2: Teenage, teenage Mutant, mutant, mutant Ninja. Ninja Turtles. To do it while singing, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you say it while singing, it's better. It's easier.
3: But yeah, you know, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, for example, that was you know really rife for the younger generation. They did a film, early last year, was it? I can't remember. Uh, Very yeah, was, recently, like, yeah,
2: it was either back in the last year or the start of this. Year. I think it was the start of this year. Yeah, I think it was. It, yeah,
3: yeah. You know, that got a lot of stick, saying it wasn't as good as the original course it's not going to be good as the original um and everything else and you know the other reboots that are happening like the power rangers reboot that's going to be happening for 2016 yeah um, yeah everything else Mm. it's oh yes oh yes it is Um, but
1: uh, yeah i think what you actually saying about reboots i i I agree with you because obviously they they rebooted the 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 spider-man franchise um yeah. and there was an initial a lot of there was a literal of oh my god, I can't believe they're doing this, it's gonna be terrible. And I must admit I had the same thoughts in my head. I was I was prejudiced against it. But to my mind it's not it wasn't as good as the original, but I was really impressed with how they did it and I thought it was I think they did a reasonably good job with it.
3: Exactly. And yeah. you know, I I'm, I'm gonna make one more point and then realise how much of a tangent we've come off on. Um <laughs>
0: you
3: know, it's the same. You, within the 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 thespian community, yes, I have to bring that in there again. Um, yep. You know, you get those of the movie musical type things. You know, let's take, for example, um, the Les Mis movie that came out in the early part of last year, year before last year, um, you know, with Hugh Jackman, Anne Hathaway, Helen Bottom, uh, Helen Wood- bon- bon- That's bon- the one you know, yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen and so on and so forth. You know, if you think about it as a movie and just a movie, by God, is it spectacular?
1: Oh, absolutely. I saw it with my dad. It was. I couldn't believe Hugh Jackman could sing either. I was astonished. And... Anyway, Jamie, hmm? Don't uh, mind,
3: no, but anyway, um, but yeah, you know, as a movie, fantastic. As a musical, by God, I could have cried and would have demanded for a refund, um, because the, the music the, the the musical performances of that was not great, and that's that's the same with Star Trek. If you think about it, the if you look at if you look at Star Trek as an action movie, put it on the same level as like the Avengers films, Jack Ryan secret recruit, you know films, you know so on and so forth. It's really good. It's a really good cinematic piece of work. Mm.
2: Yeah, if, in, yeah. I see what you're trying to say. So I come.
3: On. Yeah, and and what I was going to lead on to say is when you put that Star Trek context into it, I can see why people say, and and I agree and to a certain extent. You know, it's not really Star Trek, mm. but that's because you've got a prejudice and a ignorance to that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think, and I think that, um, as you say, it's all coming from sort of you know. So, like when people sort of do role play, they do dress up. You know, they, you know, like, or if you're just a Star Trek fan, you know, you get people saying, "Oh, so I'm going to a Star Trek event. Oh, so you're going to dress up then?" You know, it's it's as you say that initial assumption that's made about whatever it is you're into, and you know. <clears throat> Well, you can you
2: can you can look at that from lots of things. I mean, for those who are ignorant to say Game of Thrones, which is very very popular at the moment, and a lot of people who might not understand it will go, "Oh, so you're into tits and swords or tits and beheadings, and that's it." You know, there
1: there could be that stigma with anything. Well, to be fair, Phil, that's in terms of what what's included in terms of stuff like that in Game of Thrones is pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, but, there, but, there is a lot yeah. more to it, obviously. But, yeah. Phil,
4: to answer that point, because I am one of those, I I do say that, but I am interested in learning the specifics about it. So, yeah, you do. You kind of ride on what, what is commonly known about it. But it's I'm exactly going
2: to... because you don't have... But No, you only do that because you don't know anything more. Yeah. So, what, what, in a roundabout way, although we say these people are ignorant, they are, but in their own way, they're trying to fit in with you. So, for example, you go to, up to someone, um, you go up to someone, they say...
4: A conversation with you.
2: Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Let's say, for example, I don't know, you're at a wedding, and you're on a table... With four or five different other people, and you you don't know who they are, you're a bit sort of, and then all of a sudden something comes up, and you say you're a Star Trek fan because because someone says something, and then everyone goes, oh, uh, beat me up, Scotty, because they think it's the right thing to say. You get embarrassed because you think, oh, that's crap. Oh, I'm just getting to get made fun of again. But they're only doing it because they're extending that conversation to not make things awkward. If that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, and it's sort of it's sort of in in their head, in their mind, it's sort of. What they what they know of the, of that subject, they yeah. have no idea what what it is. So they're just they're grasping. They're not for being what in
2: they, su- yeah exactly. In fairness, they're they're the, they're the person on the outside looking in. They're doing yeah. anything they can to try and be back inside. But yeah, that's that's my look at it.
4: I have no idea how we got here. No, I don't either. <laughs> it I don't got. Either.
1: From, I, I think we got from sort of his role playing big back in the nineties, and now and it's sort of gone on to however we got here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But in
3: answer to that, to that question about 20 minutes ago, <laughs> I, I, I can't answer it because um I, I, I just can't answer it.
1: I think it's safe to say, uh, you know, role-playing is big then and it's big now. Is that the like, the That's answer? That's fair. I'd I, say I, that,
0: I, yeah. I, but
2: yeah. yeah. I would say that role-playing, not just Star Trek, is in everyday society happening every minute and every hour of the day because yeah. at the moment we are kind of role-playing in, we are doing a podcast. So there's certain things that we do and there's certain stipulations that make it fun and what we do, that we enjoy ourselves. There's certain things we don't say, swearing for one matter. There's certain things we always say, making fun of Jamie, you know. Making fun (laughs) of you, Phil. It's part of that whole role-playing.
1: It it brings that whole great Shakespeare saying, all the worlds a stage." you know. Yes, exactly, yeah, perfect. That sums it up. That's exactly what I was trying to say.
4: Didn't Q say, isn't isn't the universe a stage in... Um, Hiding queue.
1: I think he did, actually, yeah. I think so.
4: I think. I don't know why I brought that up, but hey, I thought it was interesting nice as con- we were talking on a Star Trek podcast,
1: I think. Yeah. A nice little connection.
4: <laughs> we'll go with that,
1: yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah, we can- <laughs> so, yeah, is there anything else we sort of want to say about role-playing or have we pretty much covered it? But what about people in garages? Oh, people in garages. People in garages, sorry, what?
4: Built... People for recording f- f- uh, fan fiction or whatever.
0: Anything? Uh, yeah, because... Um... You've lost me here. Mm.
2: Like
4: building bridges in their gardens. Oh, I see. Garages um, and stuff.
2: Up to them, I suppose that's a kind of role play.
4: Well, they act as captain and use CGI and whatnot, I don't know.
3: I think... I think... That's going back to the whole um, acting side of things and, and of yes and, and, and thespians <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think it's the idea of you know
4: is it going having, back to being kids then
3: I reckon, I reckon there's that element to it, and I also reckon it's the fact that you know everyone wants to be a captain.
1: Yeah, I mean, have you? Um, it's also as you say with these fan things. You've also got Star Trek continues as well, which they've which they've been which they've been doing. Have you have you watched any of them by the way, Jake?
3: Um, I've watched the first two. I haven't watched the third one. Um, I I've never been a fan of the original series.
1: Oh okay, yeah. It it it
3: it took me. I have to really concentrate on it, and you know, for what they're doing, they are doing. It like for like update mm. of it, which is great. You know,
0: mm.
3: you know, well done to them. However, me personally, it's not something that I would look to do mm. or look to get involved with because I don't really need to.
1: There you
3: go. Or I don't really have the inclination to do so.
2: That. Mm. Or want to do so because you don't have to. It's and again, that's part of that's the heart of role playing. If you don't want to do something, you ain't going to do it. There yeah, you go. So, exactly. I mean, that sums it up quite nicely. <laughs> it
1: does, doesn't it? Really, I think it does. Yeah.
2: So long, long story short. Long story short, I think we've discovered that life is a role play in a certain sense. When you look at it on Star Trek, there's certain things within role play that are there for fun and there for enjoyment, and it's almost a point of. I don't care because that's what I want to do. Yeah, about and it, it can
1: also, it can also, as I said, as a person, personally, it can also help you as well. It's a, it's a way of finding your way in the world. You know, if you have difficulty interacting with people or socialising with people, so and it, you know, it happens in you know, walks of life in all sorts of different environments. So, yeah.
2: like games and and well, so in a sense sometimes book acting, yeah.
1: So you, you know, it quite well. yeah, I think we've got quite a broad. Broad perspective, and we've examined it quite well. And I've I've discovered sort of realized things that you know. I think you sort of maybe caught you, know, you you sort of know, but you don't consciously acknowledge until you sort of talk about it like we have just now.
0: Yeah, exactly.
4: again, it's another one of our episodes. You go, yeah, that's a nice easy topic. Oh my god, there's
1: so much to do with it. Yeah, <laughs> we've done nope. a number of them, haven't we? We have done a number of them yeah and there'll probably be many more to come (laughs) well exactly exactly
2: so in in a sense then jake so just just in for you to plug riser again uh, if you can let our listeners know um websites and what your sort of next what's your what's your next project what are you doing at the moment what's your next sort of main thing is there any any changes Mm -hmm. to Riser? any little any little snippets we can hear of
3: well
1: (laughs) that sounds like get ready to be here for half an hour (gasps) Oh, absolutely,
3: wow. guys. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's do the easy bit. The website. It's <laughs> Star Trek Riser R-I-S-A. R-I-R-I-S-S-A. I can't even say it right now. R-I-S-A dot com. It's free to sign up as well, um, which is fantastic. Things that are happening at the moment. Well, kind of one of the major things that is happening is w- we're changing the group structure of riser in the fact that riser has been quite a success for me i'm quite proud of what i've done with it where i am with it and the momentum that's behind it and the people that use it and i've always had this vision of working in an office and having multiple websites under the different fandoms and and so that's something that will that i'm starting to to do. So um you would have seen announcements about the formation of the Riser group.
4: Yeah. Yep, already yep. retweeted.
3: Fantastic. Um that's gonna be the umbrella umbrella group for a series of different social media websites but for specific fan groups. And so at the moment one of the major projects that we're working on is a is a Star Wars website. So okay. um, that's going to be called Echo Bass. Um That name was not... Ch- oh, Siri's going crazy again. <laughs> no, I can't
1: take Shh. <laughs> I heard him that. Heard him that time. <laughs> He's going, you should not be revealing this. Third time's the charm.
3: Yes, indeed. Um,
1: what was I saying? So, yes, yeah, so that's
3: going to be called Echo Base, And that was a name that the community came up with, not myself. Um, so that's something that we're working on. Um,
4: is that reference to the base in on Hoth in the second fi- um film five?
3: That it is. That it is. Um, so that's something that we're working on to get up and running. That's going to be released and open to the public for 2016. Um, the reason being for that is we're going to have a centralized member base. It's probably the best way to describe it. So what you'll have is with any website within the group that you're going to sign up to, you're not going to have an Echo Base account. You're not going to have a Riser account. What you're going to have is, is a Riser group account. It's probably not going to be the name for it, but for the sake of example, you'll have a centralized account. And what you'll then be able to do is log into the Riser website. And if you want to start posting on there about Star Trek, you can do so. And create your own little profile on that, but then use the same account details, same and stuff like that, and go onto EchoBase and post on there. However, it will be a, a separate profile, but still under one account. If that makes sense.
2: Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah.
3: So that that's the reason why it's not going to be released until twenty sixteen because that's something we're going to have to build from scratch, mm-hmm. and that's going to take time to do,
1: and not a lot of work, I imagine.
3: Yeah, indeed, and so. Um, that was kind of one of the major things that people have said to us is you know, great that you're going to be doing a Star Wars website but I don't want to have an account for Star Trek and then another account for Echo Base, then maybe another account for a Doctor Who site and, and so on and so forth yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they wanted one account but multiple access so they could choose if they wanted to go to a Star Wars, Star Trek yeah. one um, but maybe not because I'm not a fan of Stargate for example I'm not going to have that um, mm. or so on and so forth so so that's kind of one of the one of the projects, and then as a side project, we've also announced a um, a Riser application for the mobile technology market. Ooh. Um, and it's just basically going to be a mobile app that allows you to chat with people um, that you want to. Um, so
2: like a WhatsApp, but for Riser.
3: Pretty much it. Yeah, it is going to be a separate separate platform from the Riser website purely for the fact that if we did link it, there would be a few privacy issues and the fact that you could be getting messages from here, right, left, everywhere.
1: Uh, yeah, which okay, sure you don't it. want.
3: Exactly, exactly. So um, we're in the final stages for the iOS version. Um, an Android version will be made um, available soon. I don't have any dates on the release on that one um, at this mm-hmm. moment in time. But you know, when I do, it shall be announced
1: yeah I'm actually just thinking as you're as you're talking about that like, this mobile phone app I think someone' probably thinking, oh, okay, and I'm just thinking, oh that sounds absolutely amazing where this sort of thing is probably very commonly done a lot of the time, I'm guessing i i
3: I, I don't really know to be fair it's just something mm. it's just something else to add to the arsenal that we can do, yeah, <laughs> which is great yes
1: yeah, um, sounds like you've, you've' got quite a lot quite a lot of exciting things going on, which is really good
3: yeah absolutely and and you know for us we we've got a few competitions lined up so as uh, you guys are aware we do a lot of competitions yeah. throughout the year um you know we recently finished one uh, with Garrett Wong um who who i adore it's, <laughs> is probably the best way to say it um you know he's been absolutely fantastic he supports the site and what we do and everything um there is more news to come about more competitions, um, can I say what they are? If you no. want
0: to, if, if yeah, want go to, for
2: yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we're always we're always happy for a first reveal.
3: Um, unfortunately, I can't at this moment in time. <sighs> um,
1: <laughs> who who can Why ask and then say no? <laughs> it, it, it's a way to draw us in, Phil. That's what you do when you market something like that. Yeah, true. <laughs>
3: what I what. <laughs> What I will say is that we're not going to run a competition for a while, purely for the fact that we need to kind of catch up on the Garrett One One. That's quite hard to say, um, and that we're we're building up for a Mega One. Really, just kind of get prizes prizes put together. Um, there's going to be a competition linked with the First Contact Day um, event that's happening in 2016. Um, we are working very closely with the guys there. To really get the event, you know, pushed out to as many people as we can, Um, as people, uh, as I so much enjoyed it last year, I want to share it with other people. Yeah. And seriously, you guys, you need to drop everything to go for 2016. We are going to
4: come. Good. We're going to come. We're so it's unfortunate we weren't able to go this year, but
1: yeah, we definitely do. We're we're trying to make an
4: effort to come next year because
1: we wanted to come. Mm, well, absolutely. What I'll make sure I do in terms of my work, when the holidays come up to book next year, I will book that time off. So to make sure I do actually get to Don't go. Don't worry, Jay, so, We'll be there. Yeah, saying. It's <laughs> sure. what we're saying. What we're saying.
3: <laughs> absolutely. And, and you know, I'm going to be there. Um, I'm going to have my own stand again Um, because that was fun. It was brilliant. Um, The laughs that we had. Um I'm sure you guys read this story somewhere. But we arrived for first contact day and there's me and I had John um, from Jeff media studios helping me out. Um, and we arrived, we met up with real Will Ross, who is one of the event organizers introduced ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for coming. We really appreciate you guys coming. Um, and initially we had this small round table in, in the dealer's room and all came over going, "Oh, you've been? No, 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 you can't have that. Can you? No, no, no. Come with me a minute. Come with me. So we walk through the National Space Centre. We go from one side of the centre to the other. You have to go through the main lobby and everything. We go through and we go through into this little conference area. You see all the chairs set up in a separate partition. And then you see this gap and you see two tables. And we're thinking, okay. And then just opposite, you had um, this guy called James. Hilarious guy um, with a green screen and he would put you on different backgrounds and say, yeah, just give me a pose. And he's like a professional photographer All and he right. would put you like on the Voyager bridge, for example, or anywhere you would want. And, oh, he's so good. <laughs> so good. Um,
0: <laughs>
3: and so, yeah, yeah. So we stood, stood in this, um, this bit and we'll goes, okay, I'm going to, get you a table to set up right here. But what I need to let you know is that Garrett Wong is going to be next to you. <laughs> and next to Garrett Wong is going to be Claudia. Um, so it's just as when people come up for autographs, you know, they'll see your stand and everything. And so there's me just going, <laughs> what? <clears throat> okay. Okay. Brilliant. <laughs> um, okay. Okay.
1: Okay. What do I do now?
3: <laughs> yeah. Pretty much it. Pretty much it. And then, you know, we get set up we put the flyers out, all the wristbands, because we like our wristbands <laughs> and everything else. They're cool. And, indeed. Indeed. And we, you suddenly hear, he's here, he's here. And we're like, who's here? Not in our innocence. You just hear, he's here, he's here. You go, okay, okay. Thank you for letting us know that he's here. <laughs> no, no clue who's here, but thank you. And then and then you, you see a familiar face walk up to the table next to you. And lo and behold, it, it's the man himself, Mr. Wong. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and I'll tell you something, the hilarious Banter that we had is was just brilliant, and the laughs that we had was fantastic. And See,
1: this this makes me really want to meet him now.
3: Yeah, it it, it was just brilliant. Mm. And just
2: amazing now just you, you go from turning up to sitting at a stall to come this way, mate, and just sit there and. It's just, yeah, wow. Have a, old, yeah. have a
1: good old chat,
3: Yeah, Yeah, it was brilliant. And uh, uh, when this is released, I'm going to send this clip to Garrett because he's, he's hopefully going to remember this. <laughs> 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 Even now it makes me laugh. <laughs> I, I, I asked for an autograph from Garrett, <laughs> as he do. And the conversation that we had just before, so um, I was talking about the, the um, Saturday night party, and this was on the Sunday. And we were talking away, we were talking away, and I went, oh, yeah, do you mind just giving me an autograph as a fanboy myself?" And like, yeah, sure. I said, "I don't care what you write in there, just as long as it's got your name and my name on there."
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> brilliant.
3: So he hands it back to me. Obviously, dry after he's written all over the stock photo, and it says to Jacob, "Always remember to contemplate the morality and ethics of last night's festivities." Now, to you guys, <laughs> that wouldn't mean a thing. However, on the night before, I'm going to have to send this clip to those who were at the FCD event. <laughs> and, and people will start to laugh and start to giggle and start to remember what's happened. <laughs> and it's not appropriate for a podcast, unfortunately.
1: Right. All right. Fair enough. <laughs>
3: so, but it's just... And for the rest of the of the convention, anyone that mentioned ethics, morals... Immediately burst into laughter, huh. and it's just, and and um, Garrett did his talk on the Sunday afternoon, and I wanted to ask him a question. I took the microphone from uh, David at the time. No, Chad. Sorry, I do apologise. And I stood there ready to go, and and Garrett's like, yeah, "Yeah, next question, please." And I raised my hand with the microphone, and goes, "Oh, Jacob." Hmm. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) Just straight away. It's just straight away. And and then he goes, okay, brilliant. Okay. Um, Has it got someone to do morals or ethics at all? (laughs) (laughs) And and there's loads, there's the select few laughing quite hysterically at this point, me included, and the rest of the crowd of about, I'd say, about 50 people at this point, which is complete stunned and going, huh?
1: what's what? up, what's going on here i don't get yeah. this <laughs> what
3: are you on about it's just one of those private jokes um, that, yeah. That, that certain people get and it was just hilarious and and that's something that i'll never forget from it um so you had I, your
2: own little you had your own little banter with someone you thought was famous and only you and him knew what was going on
3: yeah yeah pretty much it it, it was just brilliant so yeah garrett has been a fantastic supporter um and he's going to be there as the MC and host of FCD
2: Twenty
1: Sixteen.
3: Brilliant! So, did you guys there? not know?
1: No, we didn't know. I didn't know. I don't no, know about...
2: no, we did. We did know because of um, the interview we did last week a uh, couple of days ago. With um... oh yes, of course.
1: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's come back to me now. <laughs> yeah. Long, long day. Long day.
3: Long day indeed. <laughs> long day. Um, but yeah, I, I know of some of the other guests that are going to be announced. Um, <laughs> clearly. I suppose,
1: you, I suppose you can't tell us that either. No, I can't. No, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair
3: Unfortunately enough. not. Um... I don't want
1: to know anyone. It would be a nice uh, surprise. I don't so... you remind us
4: yeah. who is going? There, yeah, that's something.
3: Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> Garrett Wong. put him on the spot. Sorry. Yeah. Garrett Wong <laughs> obviously is going. Um, you've also got the, um, as the man himself, dr track he will be going and um, gj um no jg uh, no jg Ugh. Hertzler. that's it thank you <laughs> we'll get there in the end
2: almost, <laughs> we'll almost
1: the end. phil maybe next
2: time never mind well there's eight more i'm sure you can tell us one of them
3: i can't i literally can't <laughs> I, my hands are tied nice my try though, like,
2: phil tied what about off air
3: <laughs> off air, I can't even say off air. <laughs> <laughs> I am literally bound by confidentiality, yeah. Yeah. and force fields. Fair enough. And, and force yeah. fields, and and and, yeah. and a
1: phaser pointing at you, Phil. So, and if you ask again, it's going to I'm going to stun you. Fair enough.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, I do know. I do know. This week there's going to be a new announcement for um for a guest.
1: Oh, so we do. Ooh. It's something then.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's something in the pipeline. <laughs> yeah. And also, um, ticket details are gonna be released this week as well.
1: i will have to have a look at that.
3: Yeah, good. indeed. So,
1: so. so yeah. I think yeah. So it seems like you've got oh, lots of exciting things to come in going uh, coming, going on. So that's yeah, really, absolutely. really
3: good. Absolutely. It it's definitely fun, it's gonna be great. Um, you know, we're always looking for people to help out. Um, with what we're doing and help support mm. uh, everything. Um, you know, we are a community at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely.
3: And so, you know, we'd love That's... to make money off it and turn mm. it into a full-time job, but unfortunately things can't go that way.
2: Well, no. e- exactly, And but this this is why that when we first started as a podcast, we were so happy with what everyone had done for us. Because it was almost like it was so helpful, and everyone everyone wanted to just is that community of support network that we've. we've and what do you call it, Sai, the, the podcast, maternity?
1: Fraternity.
2: Fraternity. Thank you.
3: <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Was,
1: which, I, which I think so which it just it said perfectly. Just sums it up, really. I think, doesn't it? Yeah, I thought
2: so. Yeah.
1: yeah. No,
2: it was, bu- <laughs> it was beautiful.
1: It was beautiful. <laughs> you, should a, you should write a poem, Sy.
0: <laughs> so, in, in, um, uh,
1: in which case, then uh, what? We, oh,
2: obviously I think we've done quite well for this episode. Um, yeah. But yeah, but please, if you if you haven't done so, check out Riser. It's yeah, just what they're doing is brilliant. If they, what, the whole direction they're going is perfect as well. So you just yeah, check it out, guys. If you, you put it this way, you're not one of a, you're not a fan of the Engaged Podcast unless you have a look at it now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're driving, and uh, maybe not, but be careful. Stay safe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, if you're driving and you're listening to this and you've got your phone plugged in and it's an iPhone, <laughs> and if you've got the option that, goes, um, that listens whilst it's on charge and you say, hey, Siri. <laughs> I know my phone's not doing it. Hey, Siri. Oh. <laughs> there we go. Now it's going.
0: What hey. can I help you with?
3: Ooh. I don't know, Siri. What can you help me with?
1: Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant.
3: I wasn't, but okay. <laughs> Thanks, Siri. Don't you love technology?
1: Oh, absolutely.
3: I wonder. I can hang on. I, I can make it say something. I'm gonna make it say something. <laughs> One second. You guys talk a minute, and, and I'll
0: make it make it say something.
4: This is gonna be the longest ending ever,
1: isn't it? I think it's so far. Long ending. Yeah, I think so.
3: <laughs> oh, it's no. going to be worth it. It's going to be worth
1: it. <laughs> I bet it is. I've no doubt of that. <laughs> the longest in, in in recorded history. Right, you ready. History. Yep.
3: Right, you're ready. What is the best podcast ever?
1: Why, of course, it's the Engage podcast.
0: woo
3: <laughs> Told you. That, that's... That is that is the excitement that it gets.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: Brilliant. <laughs> I could say it, say other things, but um... <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not, no. But anyway. But yeah, it's been a pleasure to be on the Engage podcast. I'm sure we will do it again.
1: Absolutely. Um, and it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, Jake. Thank you very much.
3: Thank you. And obviously, you know, we will be there for FCD 2016. Um, If there's an earlier convention within the UK that is of the Star Trek impositions, I'm sure (laughs) we will arrange to meet up again at that point.
1: Absolutely. Angelo. What's that, Phil? I said without a doubt. Oh, right. Sorry, I didn't hear you there. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh brilliant oh I just had an idea anyway sorry <laughs> this is what happens this is what happens when I work on Riser is you know, oh wait, could we could do this let's do it quickly because <laughs> otherwise I'll forget and then I'll do it and then it's like oh, yeah I that actually size so, so like
1: that at uh, it, it just any point in the I think you said this moment, so I just uh, I'll no yeah, have have write book. stuff down like that
4: because that happens and you go Ooh, oh could I could remember that could I could remember that you write it down then it won't don't won't go anywhere
1: yeah <laughs> But um we we hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode. Um and that you've you know, because we certainly I will have to say we think we've all enjoyed ourselves and we've you know it's been lovely catching up with you, Jake, and and Siri. And Siri and Siri
3: (laughs) Hi Siri.
1: Hi Siri.
3: No, it's not gonna do it. (laughs) it's not not gonna
1: do it. it. He's had enough Uh, of the limelight. But as (laughs)
2: as always, I've been Phil. I've been Jamie. I've been Simon.
3: Oh, now I can do my bit. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I used to be Jake, but I I wasn't allowed
1: to be. You're you're now someone else.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I'm now Simon. So thank you very much for listening to the Engage podcast. You guys have been brilliant. Have a great night. And if you're driving home, stay safe.
2: Yes. Make good choices. (laughs) And we will see you soon. Bye. 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 Bye